Design Pickle is a big supporter of everything on Seminary. If you haven't heard, they are a flat rate, unlimited use graphic design service helping churches across the nation. We're a proud client of theirs and love how they help us make social media graphics and those downloadable PDF article summaries that we've been sending out. Even if you have a designer, you need to check them out. To learn more, visit designpickle.com forward slash churches. On that same page, you can watch a totally free 30 minute video of me and the founder of Design Pickle talking about modern church marketing and of course pickles welcome to the unseminary podcast are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further faster have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world hey you're not alone join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary buckle up and let's get started with this week's unseminary podcast well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. Thank you so much uh, for taking time out. Listen, we know uh, that you're really busy this week at your church. You've got a lot going on, and we're just sa- thankful that you would take some time uh, to plug us in your, ear- your earbuds, as we say, uh, and just really jump into a conversation. Today, I'm privileged to have uh, Darren Poley from River Valley Church. Now, this is a great church. If you haven't heard of it, I know I keep saying this, but if you haven't heard of River Valley, you really should. They're an incredible church. They're 20 years old. Actually, this is your 20th anniversary this year, isn't it? Yeah, September. That, that's incredible. So they're yeah, from Minnesota's Twin Cities, a great church. You know, they uh, they started with just 13 people 20 years ago and have grown a little bit larger than that uh, yeah. today. And so we welcome Darren on the show today. Darren, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here and be part of the podcast and listen in what all everything's happening around the country too. Oh, that's great. Darren, why don't you tell us a little bit about, give us a, a flavor of River Valley. Give us a kind of, you know, what would people expect when they get there and then tell us about your uh, role there at the church. Yeah, River Valley's, an, we would say we're an attractional model. Mm-hmm. And so we want to bring people to the church, then send them out. So it's an attractional, excited, celebratory model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're multi-site. We're eight campuses around the Twin Cities of Minnesota, and we're two campuses overseas. And uh, so when we track numbers and everything, we tend to track our Minnesota campuses. Right. And we, we resource our campuses around the world, one in Spain and one in Swaziland, Africa. Mm. And uh, and so it's exciting. We have gone, and we're around 8,500 in weekend attendance right now. A uh, little perspective, five years ago, we were about 2,500. Wow, that's incredible. So the, so the last five years has been a fun ride. <laughs> learned a ton yes. and uh, made a lot of mistakes and hopefully uh, are doing some things well. And it's been it's been quite a journey. My journey as an executive pastor is pretty unique for a lot of XPs, executive mm-hmm. pastors around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a youth pastor for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Then I was a campus pastor yep. and an executive pastor for three, Right, and which is kind of a unique mix. Yeah, and that, that is interesting. It, that was when multi-site wasn't big. It was right. about about 12 years ago, mm-hmm. I did campus pastor for three years. Then we planted a church. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I planted a church not too far away. Then long story short, our lead pastor, Rob Ketterling, and I merged our two churches together. Uh, and we went we went multi-site. Right. And, uh, so in, in the last five and a half years, we went from three campuses to the eight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so now I'm back being an executive pastor again. Hmm. And uh, have the opportunity to speak. I probably do eight or nine weekends a year wow. as well. So mm-hmm. that's a real part of the enjoyment. But team development, raising up our team, finding staff, uh, kind of is just a huge thing. Whoever has the best staff wins. <laughs> nice. You know? Now you were saying uh, just before when we got started, you were saying uh, this weekend is is kind of a unique weekend for something a first in in the last three years. Give us a sense of what that is. What was that? Yeah, I was just sharing that. I I shared with our team on Tuesday. This was the this week is the first week 
in two and a half years, we haven't been in a building program. That's incredible. Uh, we have built three church buildings in the last two and a half years. Wow. So not one, but three, and each one is overlapped, which is either insane or God's in the <laughs> equation or whatever. Uh, and some of that is Pastor Rob's, he's a strong visionary, and right. but God's been faithful, and we've learned from so many people. But mm -hmm. uh, So we're taking a little breathing room, but we really, right now, we have room in our campuses for growth of about 4,000 more. Oh, wow. So we feel yeah. positioned well, Exciting. Uh, and uh, if it's another couple years before we build, I'm, I'm all good with that because <laughs> we can. And Pastor Rob is too because we can grow, yes. Uh, yes. and that's always our desire. Nice. Now you've obviously to to be an executive pastor in the role that you're in in a growing church that's you know in in, in a really rapid expanding time. You obviously must be growing as a leader. What are you doing to kind of grow yourself, grow the people around that around you? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I would say, I mean, the the, the straightest answer for me is um, I find people around the country and I network with them. Mm. And so, and I don't just say, I mean, I don't just network with just uh, their blogs or their mm -hmm. Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. I network with them personally. Mm. And so, what, and I challenge our staff to do the same thing, but I've done it. Uh, Rob does it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a huge part of our growth is I find I'm close with three or four people that are in what I would call similar positions, but have greater influence. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, I, and, I, and I see that actually more than it's probably six or seven, right. uh, because I really love networking, but yeah. I have six or seven uh, executive pastors in my life mm -hmm. that are in peers in position, mm -hmm. but not peers in influence. Mm -hmm. and they, be, they may be three campuses behind beyond us, or mm -hmm. 10,000 people beyond us, or mm -hmm. Uh, maybe an uncle to me where they've been an XP mm -hmm. and they're in their mid fifties and they've been in it 20 years where I've been an XP for seven years. Right. And so uh, that's, to be honest, I mean, I could say I read, I do podcasts and I do all that stuff, <laughs> right. but that those connections are huge. And, and we've kind of thrown that through our team as well. We place an expectation on every key staff member to do that. Now, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you develop those kind of relationships. Part of what I love about this is, um, you know, this has been very similar in my life that reaching out and interacting, actually trying to develop relationships with people in similar, uh, you know, ministries is critically important. How do you do that? How have you started some of those relationships? with? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And my answer is I chase them. <laughs> I mean it. Right. And I, I believe you got to chase people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when you chase people, what, what I mean is it's not just my assistant sending one email. Mm -hmm. um, I try to get in their world. Mm -hmm. And it might be, I'll try to be at their conference. I'll try, if I really want them in my life, I'll try to be at their network event mm -hmm. and just and create a connection, say, can we have coffee, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then usually if I chase them, you find out, is there a God equation there or not? Mm -hmm. Is there a chemistry? Mm -hmm. And, and I, you've probably found this as well. Most of the guys and gals around the country that are doing amazing, they love to network with people too. Yes. So as long as you're not wasting time, they've been all in. But mm -hmm. to be honest, I probably chased eight mm -hmm. and got six. Right. You know, two of them just didn't seem to connect. And right. whether it was time or seasonal life, and that's all good. Mm -hmm. And there's probably two that would say that about me too, that mm -hmm. around the country, there's other people maybe that have chased me and I have natural connections. Mm -hmm. So uh, I tell people the onus is on me if I'm gonna, if I want somebody to network in my life, and uh, so absolutely, give us a sense of where that line between chasing someone, which I love that language, yeah. versus harassing them is. What does that look like for you, um, and how have you kind of tried to balance that out? Yeah, after my my kind of line is, I will make a couple connections, yeah, and then I will ask them a clarity question, right. And and I I just think most people appreciate that, and mm -hmm. I just I'll just ask them, do you have time? 
for another, uh, what I would call another network connection in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and Noah's okay. Mm-hmm. And I just, I say that to him because I think most people, uh, yourself, myself, I think you want to know, what are you asking of me? Yes. And, and so I'm also clear of, hey, I'd love to network by text, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 12 times a year and mm-hmm. just talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's usually I found out when I asked that question, they might say, oh, it's not a good season time or whatever. And I just let them off gracefully mm-hmm. and then we're good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that whole, hey, no pressure. I, yeah. I really value you. I value your relationship. Um, I would love to connect more, but hey, no pressure. Yep. Um, you know, that's, that's fine. Can you give us a story or an example of a time where... Um, you know, you would say a relationship like this has been critical or been decisive in your leadership where it's, you know, it's made a difference. It's kind of gone beyond just the conference. It's gone beyond reading someone's blog or listening to a podcast where you've, you've, it's, you know, either maybe they've helped with something, they've helped, you know, kind of take, you know, something further. Give us an example of that. I I believe the relationship, I'm I'm passionate about this. So Mm -hmm. shut down when I go too long here. Okay. (laughs) No, absolutely. Passionate about, I look at it. I believe the relationship goes from introduction, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to an affinity, Mm -hmm. to a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it, those other conference roundtable stuff, the guys I'm talking about, and uh, there's it just there could be a, a, a lady as well, but right mm-hmm. now it's it's some XPs that are guys that are in my life. Uh, right yesterday, mm-hmm. literally yesterday, mm-hmm. I was texting two of them about some strategic staffing decisions we were making here at River Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, it could have been it, one of them was staffing dollars overall ratio to budget, mm-hmm. and I just said, "Give me your insight. What do you recommend? What were you doing when you were our size? Because we have the relationship already, mm-hmm. we can do it by text mm-hmm. because there's a trust factor there. Yes, uh, I won't. They, I learned we won't do it with each other if we just met each other at a conference. Right. But once they know, so will that just happened yesterday because we're looking at 2016 kind yes. of staff salary allocations. And these two were just, they responded within 30 minutes mm-hmm. and, and you don't have to set up an appointment. You don't right. have to. And, and so that's where that's valuable. We just agreed together that we trust that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll never, I, we don't bother each other with a lot of small stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. You know, I know um, I have a similar relationship with uh, a guy who's, you know, does a really good job on the group side. And as an example from our, you know, from my ministry, you know, we have really struggled with groups. Like, a, you know, I think like so many attractional churches, you know, that that is an, an area where we just have to continue to pour the gas on Absolutely. continue to work with. And this was years ago, I, I would say it would be almost 10 years ago. I remember interacting with him. This person has written a book. He will remain nameless in this conversation on the groups thing. <clears throat> and we were talking about um, the whole coaching, you know, so you've got yep. leaders and then you bump them up to become coaches of groups. Yep. And we were really struggling with that. We have a hard time sticking with that. Uh, and so that we were in this, you know, I would say a fairly, um, you know, we had a, a good relationship. And the person said, hey, um, yeah, like that doesn't really work for us at our church either. I said, well, that's what's in your book. And he yeah. was like, well, yeah. It yeah. did at one phase, it doesn't anymore. Yeah. And and I think that's a perfect example where, you know, there are things evolve, things change, and being in a relationship like this will help you, um, you know, take it to another level. Now, how are you encouraging your staff to get involved in these? Because yeah. I've struggled with this as well. I'll tell our staff, if we're going to send you to a conference, I want you to come back with relationships. You yep. don't, not just a notebook full of, you know, points. The bigger thing is come back with one or two people that you can actually call. That's a bigger value. How are you doing that in your church? 
Yeah, just back to what you just mentioned because I think yes. it was so awesome. Mm -hmm. That is, you said the guy said, "Hey, you said, hey, it's not in your book. That's not the way you do it." Yes. What I love about the relationships you and I are talking about is I I call it a peek under the tent. Mm. It's a peek behind mm. the curtain. That's very good. And it's the honest, it's the honest view, right? If, well, not the publicity view right. of what's going on at the church. Not mm. that the publicity is untrue, mm -hmm. but <laughs> you can judge that for yourself. <laughs> it is that peek behind the tent where you get the real story? And so for our staff, um, uh, I mean, all, I oversee all of our department heads, all our ministry department heads, mm -hmm. all of our campus pastors. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in that role, uh, they are, um, they're held accountable to have a minimum of three of these relationships in their lives, <laughs> and it's tied to their performance evaluation. Wow. Wow, that's and, great. Um, and so we You're taking this serious. This isn't yeah, just like, hey, well, it'd be great for you to do this. Yeah, I just I think um, if I could I, I'd share a principle that's kind of big in my life this year. Mm -hmm. I always kind of have different things. 2015, right this year, a principle in my life is I don't think um, I think the difference between average and effective is application. Mm -hmm. I do. I think that if there's a gap between average and effective, it's mm -hmm. an application. Mm -hmm. An application isn't the most exciting visionary word mm -hmm. uh, that people like to use, mm -hmm. but I just think I think we have so much information. Yes, and it's I mean podcasts like this yeah. and Stanley stuff I'm listening to and Crochelles and, right, right. and all these. There's so much information, and it's oh I read this book and I did this and it, mm -hmm. but it stays there in that information phase. Mm -hmm. And I think these relationships, it's all about application. Absolutely. Like my call yesterday, my friend was like, help me apply this. Yes. Uh, help mm -hmm. me. How did you, if you went from 45% wages and benefits to 35, how did you do that? Right. Uh, versus let's do it and no information. So uh, it is serious on our team. Mm -hmm. And I would say some are more excited about it than others, <laughs> but the ones that are not, we're just trying to, we're trying to move them along because we've said we want to be effective we don't want to be average mm -hmm. and because kingdom souls are at stake. We're trying to reach people. Absolutely. I think there's a part two here in where, you know, the reality of it is our churches are, um, you know, across the country, we're wrestling with the same issues The that the, the conversation you just so, talked about, you know, staff to staff to expense ratio, you know, that every church and I don't know, hundreds of people that are listening in now are thinking that question. They're wondering yep. about that. And so, you know, rather than just being in your room wondering, hmm, maybe I can come up with this myself, let's use the wisdom of each other, uh, to, you know, to learn, you know, from each other for sure. Anything else you'd love to share on this topic before we uh, jump on with the rest of the episode? Yeah, I think the better the relationship you have mm -hmm. with a few, with a few, and I don't call them coaches, but they're, I call them uh, peer mentors. Mm -hmm. They're peers, but they're mentoring. And I think when you're a peer mentor, the roles can change too. Sometimes I can mentor you, you can mentor me. And uh, and it's really clear. I just think the closer you are, the better the better information you get. Mm. And because the closer you are, the higher level of the trust. And it's one of, and that could be true for youth pastors, campus pastors, kids pastors, executive pastors. It's true for lead pastors. Mm -hmm. I see Pastor Rob model this in his own world, where mm -hmm. he's chased some really effective pastors around the country, mm -hmm. and now he's in their lives, and mm -hmm. and he learns a ton. And now there's other pastors chasing him. So you're right, we're we're super passionate about it. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. I'm going to jump into the lightning round. This is the part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. Today, it's been our privilege, our honor, really, uh, to, to have uh, Darren with us from River Valley uh, Church. Super excited to have him with us. Uh, Darren, thanks for being here today. So what is an online resource you've been using these days that's been helping you in your ministry? 
Yeah, I'm not a technology guru. I'm, I'm, I always say, I tell my system, I'm about six six months to the uh, lagging behind. Uh, this <laughs> no, year for me, it's been TripIt and Wonderlist. Okay, great. Those are uh, those are two things. TripIt, and I know a lot of people use it. Mm -hmm. I travel um, probably. Uh, I travel probably two days a week, uh, 20 times a year, okay. and uh, averages that between some missions trips and some other things. Mm -hmm. So that has been an incredible resource to me mm -hmm. where it pulls it all together. Uh, and then Wonderlist is just trying to figure, it's been a help for our senior leadership team. Mm -hmm. And uh, of where where we are able to, we trust, Wonderlist basically helps us add things to an agenda and not have to go through an administrative assistant. Right, absolutely, great, great stuff. Um, what's a book you're reading these days that's having you know an impact on your thinking? Yeah, uh, Teams That Thrive. Oh, it's, great book. Uh, I'm probably 90, I just was reading it, this, uh, finishing it up this morning, mm -hmm. about 90% done. Warren Bird's one of the two authors, I'm not sure the other guy, mm -hmm. but it's it's challenging to the core. Yes. It's, it's really about, are you a senior leadership team, a strategic team, or are you a work group? Yes. And who has the gun in the room? You know, it's tied to, I love Lencioni's stuff, I mm -hmm. love Jim Collins stuff, mm -hmm. and this kind of really puts it puts the screws to you a little bit and uh, and so that's my practical then I just started reading Brian Houston's new book I think it's okay. called live love live love lead or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm about a third of the way through that cool that's great yeah we had uh, Ryan Hartwig and Warren Bird on about that uh, book it's a fantastic book if you haven't read it uh, oh. you really should it's on my must-read list it's a great book for sure absolutely um, what's another ministry you're looking to that's kind of inspiring you these days um, uh, I'm sure like a lot of guys, but it's true for me, uh, Life Church, mm -hmm. uh, lifechurch.tv. Yep. And um, uh, one of the people in my life I mentioned is is uh, is one of their uh, directional leadership people. And mm -hmm. uh, and it's, I just, um, I love how even though there are 60,000 people or whatever they mm -hmm. are, and they are in that range and so many campuses, mm -hmm. I call, they're a multi-site model, we're a multi-site model, but mm -hmm. they do what I call medium-sized locations. Mm. So it is transferable. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not they don't build 4,000-seat auditoriums everywhere. Right, right. Building these 1,000-seat, uh, 800 to 1,200. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing is they're so generous. You know, they're, they're the creator of you version. Mm -hmm. They're so generous with their That's resources. So true. That's so and true. And so even though maybe we're a little different flavor of a church, I love, and that that side inspires me. Their generosity inspires me. Yeah, they're, that's incredible. That's a great church for sure. If you could get 15 minutes le a lot with any leader alive, uh, who would you want to get that with and why? Yeah, uh, my my hard answer is Billy Graham. Oh, you're playing the trump card. That's, that's the my, trump card. That's my hard answer. My practical <laughs> answer would probably be Craig Rochelle. Okay. Because uh, yep. now I know a couple of his team members really well. Yep. And uh, I just, why wouldn't you want to meet with this guy that's that's leading one of the greatest churches in our in our country? Uh, but Billy Graham, I, I'm at that season uh, where I just, legacies turning more and more important to me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, late 40s and, mm -hmm. and thinking about that and my mm -hmm. kids are getting older mm -hmm. and that whole thing of legacy and yep. what's coming behind and not worried about the limelight quite as much. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I think that's a huge part of an XP's role mm -hmm. is kind of legacy we develop and help our teams start to develop. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm sure leading there at River Valley is just, it's all consuming, but you must do something to kind of kick back and relax. What do you do for fun when you just kind of looking to relax a little bit, enjoy, enjoy life? Yeah, I'm not real good at it, but I love to golf. <laughs> oh, golf. Nice. Good, good, good. I'm sure that's probably most people's, uh, a lot of people say I'm not, <laughs> you know, but I've been able to golf uh, last couple of years, Pebble Beach and Spanish oh, Bay and nice. Spyglass. And these are some wow. really, I've never golfed Augusta mm. uh, where the Masters is, but mm -hmm. it is, 
I love it because I can blame nobody but myself. You know, <laughs> right. Can't blame the referees. You can't blame anything. Yes, and it's it really. I love it because it does. It takes your concentration, yep. which yep. then makes me disengage from work. So. Right. Love that. Love the mountains, though, too. Skiing in the mountains. Oh, nice. Good. Well, you're in a good part of the country for skiing, too, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, it's cold enough. <laughs> that's great. Well, Darren, thanks so much for being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you, because maybe they want to chase you down, yeah. um, or if they want to you know, learn more about the church, how can they do that? Yeah, the easiest way, if, they, if they're if they not really connected to us, mm-hmm. would be uh, they reach out to me through Twitter, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so uh, at Darren Poley, and they mm-hmm. can just reach out that way, or they can email me right off River Valley's website. Uh, especially if they're looking at, we do some round tables and different things and we're starting to network. And But uh, basically, uh, we just want to be a resource if we can be. So those are easy ways. Nice. Darren, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you investing in the people that are listening in. It was an honor to do it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.